0: Welcome to The Devil's Avocado, the first in a series of podcasts where I have to be forced to argue for something that I disagree with. Now, what's the point of doing that? Part of it is I think a lot of arguments today are made by people that are arguing back that aren't listening to someone. So I think a lot of people don't take on criticism of their idea because they think the person doesn't understand their idea. And what we've seen is the polarisation of that, specifically in politics, but also with um, things like... TV shows where you have like um like Britain's Got Talent or you know thing, things like that where what someone says goes and they're an expert and that's the end of it or people that don't want to listen to expert opinions because they think that they could do it better themselves but mostly i think that dead end arguments happen because people think that they're not being listened to so you can't refute someone critically unless you understand their argument so I I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm sure a few people have heard of like a straw man argument. So you kind of make a worst case scenario and then you argue against the worst case scenario. And when you do that for someone, it makes them think that you just don't understand what they're saying and you don't care. So now we're doing a, a, a steel man argument you know we're we're going to use a Socratic method, and we're going to interrogate all of the fears that you have about something in a kind of light hearted way now, how long this is until someone takes all of my comments out of context, misunderstands it and slates me in the media it's going to probably be a day or so if if most please all join me in in um using that as an example of people not understanding something because they're not explained it properly. Now that all makes sense, I think. Let's begin. Episode 1, buying a bike from a sport... Oh, man, I messed it up already. Now I'm going to leave it in, you can see what an idiot I am. Episode 1, buying a bike from a small brand or a boutique brand is stupid. So there are so many choices on the market now for bikes and there's literally something for everyone and all of those bikes are good literally there has not been a bad bike made in ages there's been bad like bad looking bikes that people didn't like people didn't like the polygon people don't like orange bikes and people don't like uh they didn't like the morph ridge which is the polygon but they're they're all good riding bikes so um Getting a bike from a bespoke builder, a boutique builder, or a small startup is going to be way more expensive than buying an off the shelf bike. These bike companies have really, really good purchasing power. They have really, really good purchasing power because they make so many of these bikes. They can get a lower price for components, they get lower prices for materials, and they have access to better machines and better functionality for, for building stuff. That is absolutely 100% 100% true they have um, they can buy they can buy um, tubing for 10 bikes for the price that a boutique bike builder could buy for one so if you buy a bike from a bigger company you get way more value for money and A lot of the bigger companies are big companies for a reason, because they've been doing it for a lot longer. They've been making bikes for a lot, lot longer, and they know what customers want, and they have the infrastructure to build it and to send it. Not not only that, because they're established, you can trust them, and they have a level of trust you can't buy anywhere else, Um, and they have a network of dealers, so you can go face-to-face and meet those dealers... And you can you can um, have people from marketing and sales tell you what kind of product you'll buy. So you don't have to make your own mind up on a product. Someone will be able to fit one to you. So you don't have that kind of level of um, fear that you'll buy the wrong size or, or something like that. And everything's tried and tested because they've been doing it. They've been making the same things for a really long time, most of the time. So there is very little chance of them making something duff. Also, you can order a bike today and get one tomorrow. You won't have to wait, and you know that you will um, be looked after by someone in customer services who will send you a message that tells you that they um, are sorry that something has happened, and they might give you a voucher to get some mud guards or um, um, a water bottle with the branding on it um so that that's good you'll you'll get that also if you have if you have a bike that a lot of other people have when when you go to races you can you can go and say hey look i've got a trek session too you've got one do you like yours and i say yeah and you can be in a trek session crew so that's good and people p the other thing is if you dress up if you dress up in all of the factory gear that it matches your bike and you have matching helmet gloves and um, the same brand of shoes. If you're riding quite well at a distance, someone might think that you're famous and think that you're a professional rider. Um, and even if they don't, because most professional riders wear a full face helmet, um, they don't know what they look like. So even then they might be too awkward to us. So they might treat you with respect and dignity for once, which would be good. Um, So they'll think that you're a factory team rider, as long as you're fairly good. Otherwise, you might look a bit of a melt. Um, Also, um, most of the criticisms of small brands are that, well, you know, like, do they do any testing at all? You know, they can't be tested as good. Um, People worry about that. People worry about, um, you know, if the craftsmanship's any good. Because you know they're they're not being made by specific factories in Taiwan that do that craftsmanship. So, like Taiwan is the epicenter of the mountain bike industry, and nearly every brand that you buy will come from Taiwan or China, and they they mostly they will come from Taichung City, um, where they work very very closely together. So you have that kind of integration, and you know that there's a safe choice there, um, and and also. You know that pro riders will would not be promoting a the product they didn't think was any good. So these products are out there with professional riders speaking for them. So you know that they have that kind of backing and that authority of a person that you respect selling it to you. And they they wouldn't sell something unless that they totally and utterly believed in it. And most of the the um, pro riders will have had some input into the product themselves so that you know that someone that is a professional level of rider can get use out of this pro- product, Spe- specifically if they, if they win on it a lot. It must prove that the bike is really, really fast, because even if an athlete is really, really good, the difference at winning could be on a mechanical level, and you want that mechanical advantage, Larger companies have less delays, and because they have a lot more product on shore, you're more likely to get it, get it quicker and have better communication. So you don't need to worry about that as much, and it means that you'll likely be riding your bike faster. So in summary, the, the bike will come quicker, it will be really good because protein riders use it. It will be affordable. And you'll get a good deal on it, and that you have the um, the the safety that loads of other people have the same things as you. <sighs> okay, that was hard, but this is the the, the bookend of this. this is, none of that is untrue. There's no part of that is untrue. When 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 people are marketing products, they tend tend to talk up the most. Um, the most important aspects of it, you know, you, you don't go into a um, a Tesla showroom and they tap on the top and go, "This baby has got so many things we haven't really worked out on it yet." But it looks cool, and Elon Musk made a fire, you know, fire flamethrower, so you know it's fun. But you know, the, the counterpoint to most of those points is, if you take this analogy and you put it. Into a motorsport perspective, that th- th- this is probably pretty good. We we have a friend who has just bought a new Ferrari. Okay, he hasn't got it, and he doesn't know when he's going to have it, and it, it could be years. And it, in fact, when he first gets to to drive it, he can't even take it home. He has to kind of um, he has to kind of take it around a test track. In Italy, somewhere, and then, and then at some point in the future, he gets gets to have you know gets to have it back. Now he could only be on the waiting list for this particular Ferrari because he's already already owned two of them, uh, two two separate Ferraris, but he couldn't even make it onto the waiting list until he's had one of those. There are very few um, paid spokespeople or any for Ferrari. They don't you know, um, and some of the smaller you know, smaller boutique um, supercar manufacturers, you could say the same thing. Now, if you want to get a car now, you want to go and get one as soon as possible, I could walk down into town I mean I can't I haven't got a driver's license but let's let's hypothetically say I've got my life together and I've got a good credit rating or I've got a lot of cash I could go into a place today and I could order a car and have it fairly soon you know like I pretty much do you know I know so little about cars I'm actually struggling to think of the name of a single car (laughs) but let's what am I going to think I don't know if they still make the Skoda Octavia but every single taxi is one of those. So I'm assuming I can get one of those fairly quickly. Or if I wanted a Ford Transit van or something like that. You'll know that there's a lot of them out there. And that, and and the same argument goes to the bike industry. Boutique builders are, are like, like your supercar or specialist manufacturers. You know, there's a vast swathe of... The differences between them, varying qualities, price, time, service, and everything in between. But one thing that commonly ties them together is there's a lot of legislation. If you sell in the UK, EU, or the United States, that you have to fulfil. So you need to be tested at a, you know a, a facility. I mean, most people use Bruno Veritas. They're testing in the in the UK, um, but, but you have to pass most of those criteria. So, everything I said at the start is is all true. it's all good, but do you know it's one of those things where sometimes the the thing that you want just isn't that thing, and that's why boutique builders exist.